Hi, this is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. As per usual, we use our bad words throughout the episode, so be mindful when you're around other people. But it probably won't be too vulgar of an episode. No, probably yes, not. But we're going to be so hype though, right? Yeah, I'm hype as fuck. So, oh, well, well <laughs> then, there right it is. Off the, right off the bat. There. Yeah, I don't, when I'm excited, they just pour out of me like points scored on a football field. Yeah. That just, didn't make sense. Just Well, especially against a cupcake like Appalachian State. <laughs> yeah, you're not so, wrong. That's I can't. Happen. Had to beat Michigan a couple, well, 10 years ago. Yeah, and then and then that justifies having a cupcake on the schedule for like four out know. of... Michigan four. beat Penn State that year. Yeah, that's true. But we're talking about football today. Woo! Go football. Hook it, chuck it, football. Specifically, the good kind of football. The college kind of football. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going for with good kind of football, because it's all a little problematic now. Yeah, yeah, everyone's going to, you know, suffer from the brain yeah, damage the and CTE, whatever. Um, there's the, all the money tied up in the whole, org- like the whole sport, uh, top to bottom, really, um, even go down to peewees. But regardless, we're going to talk about uh, Penn State football. We thought we'd start off with them because today's opening day for Penn State. Uh, today is September 1st. Mm-hmm. 2018, the, the year of our Lord. The year of our football Jesus Our football Lord. Jesus Lord. Well, no, that's a Notre Dame. Notre Dame thing, yeah, no. But <laughs> we're going to start off with them because it's right in the middle of the state. It's the biggest college program in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as Pitt would like to make an argument, that's just they don't have it, honestly. Even though they have a lot of great players and national championships, and we are going to do an episode on them, I think, eventually, or we, sh- we should. But they are just like the most recognizable football college football brand in Pennsylvania. Could say just football team in general. In the state? Yeah. I mean, I guess Honestly, Steelers probably more. Steelers but... maybe, but universally loved across the state, it's Penn State. Mm. Um, their alumni, it's the biggest alumni network in the world, which is amazing for, yeah. for as co- college in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. It's pretty fucking impressive what's been done there. And a lot of that was built on the back of the football team's success. I'm just going to throw out my, my obligatory fuck Penn State. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, I could just, see you like gritting your teeth. No, I, I, it's, it's they're obviously a fantastic program, and and they've had their big-time dark days. But, yeah, which we will talk which about. Which we'll talk about. But, you know, it, it's it's something that you can't escape if you live in the state, and it's something that I'm going to acknowledge. They're, they're a really good program, and the academically one of the best schools in the world. And like you said, a lot of that is – tied to the exposure given to the football yeah. team and it's really obvious how important it is to the state but yeah. fuck Penn State though <laughs> I mean you keep I, saying it I, it's little so, brother syndrome's real I mean you I want to talk about your I went to, yeah I went to Temple my sister goes to Pitt shit on Pitt so we don't care about Temple no one cares about Temple it's just basketball is cool but uh, our football team just tries really hard and we're gonna pump so much money into you guys are terrible the thing is so many Penn State fans I know root for Temple. Yeah, I know. And honestly, like when they when they get to the race down for the national championship and yeah. back when they had the bowls, yeah, Penn State was cool. I would root for them too because you root for your home side even if you don't root for them. You know, yeah. like I if the Phillies don't make the playoffs, I'm probably gonna root for the NL team because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want any of the gosh darn Yankees <laughs> to win. But fucking make me nuts. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 a love hate relationship. Yeah, I get that. I, for some of my like personal ties to Penn State, I grew up like 45 minutes east of there. My first major sports experience was five years old at a game. We went like once a year growing up. It was a big deal. Tailgating was huge. It was a lot of fun. And we'd drive out. Did you have your get, first beer at a tailgate? No. 
Oh, but probably one of, the, one of your one of your first beers. For, yeah, early on. One of like like early, one of my early like I'm gonna get fucked up. Memory was a Penn State game. I helped a girl do her first headstand shotgun at a Penn State apartment. Uh, my brother lives in State College now. Tons of friends who have gone there. My uncle went there. My dad and mom both have credits from there. My dad's technically in the alumni network now because he went to uh, Williamsport Area Community College, which was bought by Penn College or became Penn College of Technology, which was bought by Penn State. Mm. So like he's like an adjacent alum, I think. So like I we've got connections. I was going to go there forever. Right. I was. It was always going to be Penn State. I thought Susquehanna, Bloom, Bucknell were all too close. And then I went to Susquehanna and fell in love with it. So uh, <laughs> it worked out. It stole your heart. Susquehanna stole your heart. It did, but its football team never did. I watched Penn State football on Saturdays not when I wasn't working because I worked throughout college. But, I, yeah, I watched Penn State. I didn't watch fucking Susquehanna football. No. Well, it's... So what's your favorite memory from from Penn State? Do you have like one shining moment that's always lived of with games you? I've been at? Games you've been at, just things you've seen. Man, dude, there's a lot. Uh, two of the coolest things was I was there for the first win of the Bill O'Brien era cool. um, when they beat Navy in 2012. That was a big deal because he had lost the first two games. They were 0 2. Like the sink, ship was sinking real quick. And then I was there in 2016. Two weeks before the Ohio State upset uh, with the whiteout, when they beat Minnesota in overtime, and then they went into a bye week and were able to prepare for Ohio State. And my dad, I mean, like they were, Minnesota's got, had some good teams, but they're not like the cream of the Big Ten. And so my dad and I, like, I remember my mom left the stadium because she was cold and like it was raining. And my dad and I stayed in, he's miserable and I'm like pretty drunk, but not in a good mood. I was like, just, (laughs) just wait, just like, they're going to do it. They're going to be okay. Because uh, for some reason, like I have this unshakable faith that they're always going to be okay, which is the complete opposite of how I am with the Eagles. It's called drunk optimism. That's no, what no, that was. <laughs> but I'm, with the Eagles, I'm drunk too, and I'm just pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's what happens when you when you lose and you have won any, you have won anything until. And, and I guess last like year. I was so used to Penn State winning all the time because like they'd win or they'd have like a decent season, go win a bowl game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. I remember Saquon Barkley all of a sudden coming out of the line, running, scampering for 26 yards in the towards the end zone and they won that game and it started off the winning for like the next two years also i was there when michael robinson almost killed that dude which game was that one that was also minnesota i've been to so out of big 10 games the most i've seen are like purdue minnesota illinois i've right. seen him play temple a bunch of times that's one of my worst memories was being at the link when they lost hey yeah <laughs> i for, i'm really excited i wasn't for that one because i went to the one where they got shit canned like, in the last <laughs> quarter of the game when it was kind of competitive and yeah then, and yeah, then they so, poured it on. And they poured it on like they typically do. But. Yeah. But, yeah, I was young. That was 2005 when they had a great team. Uh, Michael Robinson was on that team, ended up playing for the Seahawks and won a Super Bowl with them. And as a fullback, and he was quarterback for Penn State, and he was running up the sideline and just lowered his shoulder. Like, it's a clean legal hit. You can find it on YouTube, and it's clean and legal then for sure. I think still now even. Mm-hmm. But it was a cornerback. He crumpled. Apparently, he never played again. Damn. Yeah, like I feel really bad about it, but the stadium erupted. And that's like, I, I've taken people to their first games there before, which is always really cool, like just to see them experience. Like, I've been to Eagles game with you. I've been to Flyers games with mm. you. I've been to Phillies games with you, I've, actually, yeah. but I've been to other uh, Phillies games. None of them have quite the energy that college football has. No. Like, being near the S section is amazing. Each, sitting around with the people who've been coming to games for. 50 years and just know everybody in their row is really cool. Right. And they're all like really friendly, unlike Philly. 
<laughs> yeah. Where we're... people were like always kind of pissed off. Like there's grumbling in the stands. Don't get me wrong. But it's not usually the same level. So it's, it's like you said earlier, it's an expectation. So with yeah. Penn State, there's an expectation that something really positive is going to happen on the field. It's Happy Valley. Time. It's Happy Valley. Whereas with the Eagles, it's there's always this nagging thought in the back. I mean, my dad's the picture-perfect Negadelphian when it comes to Philly sports. It's <laughs> always, all right, we got the ball. It's in the fourth quarter, seven minutes left. We're down two scores, you know, ten points. Every time we get the possession of the ball, my dad's like, all right, interception right here. Or, oh, yeah. it's going to fumble. And maybe half the time is going to be a fumble. Maybe half the time is going to be an interception. Yeah. But if it happens, it's just a, it's a glaring confirmation of that really negative outlook. And, oh, man, we're bad out here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I mean, even people who don't live in Philly. Like, my mom will always say the Phillies could fuck up a wet dream. <laughs> so, you know. Should we should we get into some of the history of Yeah, let's let's uh, get State into football. it. Oh, also I was on the big screen at Beaver Stadium once. Did you, did you cool. do a dance? No, I didn't even know like when I'm watching football, you know, I'm like super Focus. fucking focused on it. And it's even worse at a live game because I don't have all the commentary, so I'm doing it in my head. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like the, just staring uh stone faced at the field and I'm like on the screen and they quickly move past me. <laughs> oh, this guy's not interesting. He's not gonna take his shirt off. Move to the next <laughs> yeah. one. Um, but yeah, to get into the history of it, their first game was in November 12th, 1881. That's late. Yeah. Um, November 12th. That's cold. I mean, it's a little different back then. So they played Bucknell, which was then known as the University of Lewisburg. Penn State won 9-0. This is hilarious to me. Two state college newspapers and the Mirror, which is a Lewisburg or was a Lewisburg paper, reported that the game happened, but Bucknell denies the existence of, existence of this game. Fake news. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> they taken. I guess Trump took lessons from them, huh? Wrong. It's just fucking hilarious. Like, is it? Do you think it's pettiness? Do you oh it's yeah. Just like, oh, hundred percent. It's pettiness. Because Bucknell's a great school. Why would you not acknowledge it? I would. I would love to be the first. Yeah. You know, because that's the first loss of Penn well, State's. Well, no, I wouldn't love to be the first loss of Penn State's many, but it, it'd be cool to be. Yeah, we played football. Yeah. Yeah. Back, you yeah know, like we play, we played Penn State. We like, had a program. Oh, shit. Because they still have a program. They're decent, but it's not like... I, for, I don't know. If it's Bucknell. Just, that's, just, that's really, Basketball's really lame. Thing. But yeah. Well, and they had those couple runs in, in, the, in the tournament. But yeah. it's still just man up, dude. Man it's up. Just, yeah, accept it. Uh, their program record is 878 wins, 387 losses, and 42 ties. That's fucking ridiculous. It's a lot of ties, but... Yeah. It is a lot of ties. But there are a lot of ties in a lot of program history, I think. Like If you look back at Oklahoma, Alabama, Nebraska, Michigan, Ohio State, some of those powerhouses. I wonder how many of those wins came from cupcakes like Appalachian State. Dude, honestly, that's a fair like, uh, yeah, it's no, a fair question. Well, you can ask that about Alabama, about exactly. any of those programs. Because especially too. back when they only played regional teams. Hmm. Yeah, that's what was going to happen. You, yeah. If you can't face any of the big teams down south, out west, you're going to play those local colleges. Right. And, steamroll them well and even back back then penn state's not that much bigger i mean they're they're a land-grant school they're they're not a state school it's a little different okay oh you don't know about this what's, what's the difference between the, those two so they were granted land by the government oh yeah which yeah, is yeah. a little different from how a state school yeah is that's organized. exactly how my current college colorado state works oh it's a land-grant uh, school yeah they were i didn't realize that school, yeah okay it was, it was a, a lot of those, later a lot of those agricultural and yeah, like well, those A and M schools. That's that's and that's Penn State started as an ag school. Yeah, I um, uh, see so that makes sense. Yeah, cool. so their postseason bowl record is twenty nine seventeen and two. Again, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, that's that, a that's great really record. 
They're eight as of today, right now, before the games that are played. And we keep saying today. We're recording on a Saturday, so this is going to come out. We're going to know. If they yeah. lose to Appalachian State, I'll put my fist through the wall. titties. Like, we, should, we should have, like... We should have an update. Just, no, maybe not an update, but maybe we should have a little section where we talk about how fucking pissed off you'll be if they lost to a team like that. I'll be... Because that's happened before. It has happened before. Temple, I was, I was mad, but I wasn't... As mad as I would be for App State. And you knew people that went to Temple. Exactly. So thing. I was happy for them. Even though they all shit on me for weeks, months, That years. sounds like a petty Temple person. We need something. There was a woman that danced on the table in front of me. Like, what do you mean? Like happy dancing? Oh, yeah. She was dancing, dancing. Ah, look at you in your sad little jersey. And I was like, bitch, please. First one in 73 years. Slow your fucking roll. Enjoy oh it. God. It'll never happen again. Philly people are like, we're the best, man. We're the best. <laughs> I was just like, all right, it's cool. It's cool. Let's go continue winning. We're just so shitty. I love um, it. We're like really, really, really bad Cleveland. In terms of our attitude. Yeah, a little and bit. We're, but we're way more fun. That's, yeah, that's yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a good bowl record, but fuck that, man. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Penn State. So as of today, uh, they're eight all-time in total wins. Um, they're one game behind Oklahoma and Alabama, uh, which is like yeah. so. Oklahoma and Alabama, are seven tied for seventh as of right now. Those are three huge programs with lots mm-hmm. of history. So mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of schools up there that are probably good and probably ones you don't even realize. Yeah, I'm gonna look up who the number one was. Do you know the number one? I don't. Um, I for some reason I feel like it's gonna be it's either gonna be Ohio State or Michigan, or it's gonna be a small school that you never think of. <laughs> So the most, oh man, the most winningest, all right, one more guess. I'll give you one more guess. It's a big school? It's a, it's a big school, yeah. Well, it's not. One, one you'll know very well. I said Ohio State or Michigan. Notre oh, Dame? I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say Michigan. It's Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And number two is actually, that's really surprising. Number two is Yale. See, I had a feeling it was yeah, going to be one of those weird ones. Because they've had a head start, yeah. you know, so. You know where the first uh, football game ever was played? College football game? Probably Harvard. Rutgers. Rutgers. Fuck Rutgers. Rutgers is... I, I hate Rutgers. Your just, fans are horrible. It, it, it's it's nothing... I mean, I almost went to, the, went to them for, for grad school, too. And, the, like, the school... I, like I have, the, nothing, I have, I have no issues like with them. the school. There's Their sports programs just piss me off. Well, their fans are real rough. They're like Philly fans, but, they, but like, they're dicks, though. But, yeah, like... They'll, fun dicks. They'll fuck Ped State and stuff like that. They'll, yeah. like... The students at the school didn't do the act. Yeah. So... Well, uh, we'll get into we'll that get later, into this. But yeah, but it's... it's, it's Rutgers is just shitty. Yeah, fuckers. Yeah. So, obviously, let's talk about where they play. So, they play in Beaver Stadium. Um, it's named after James A. Beaver, who was a former governor and president of the university, or president of the university's board of trustees, rather. Mm. Uh, did you know that the PA governor is granted a spot on the board of trustees for Penn State? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, didn't know it's, that. Uh, that, I bet that came into play during the scandal. No, it no, no. It's been that way since the inception of the no, university. No, no, but I mean, I, oh. mean, I bet that scene oh, had it definitely a lot of sway. Did. Oh, yeah, he was the last person on the phone call before that's, they fired Joe. That's wild. Remember, but his uh, statement was, remember those kids. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. Some, uh, people say, some people think that it cost him the governorship with voting in Central PA. I, it, it very well may have. That, that's, I, never, I can't imagine another program. I mean, there, there might be one or two, but um, it's just yeah. really odd to me that having the governor it's, as a part of that. Yeah, well, there's... Yeah, it's yeah. very odd. Beaver State. Beaver. Big yeah, Beaver. Beaver Stadium. Yeah, that's that's... Woof. <laughs> He's a good dude. Um, and it's like one of the only country, uh, stadiums, I think, where the, or colleges rather, where the stadium's named after a former president of the board of trustees. This <laughs> library is named after the football coach. The stadium was 
uh, broke ground was broken in 1959. Um, expansions have been going on for decades. It's now the second largest stadium in the Western Hemisphere behind the University of Michigan's Big House. All right, let's talk about that. North Korea's stadium is supposed to be the biggest in the world. Like that's what they say. Is it got 150 or something like that? I don't believe it. One I, do, bit. I don't trust Not it. Not one bit. I we I think we make fun of North Koreans way too much in this. You podcast. started. I've it. done this like maybe just the third time, but that is just such blatant. Bullshit. <laughs> it, does, it sounds There's like no way. bullshit. There's no it's, way. It's oh, my dick's bigger than yours. So I, we can say that it's the, it's the second biggest in the Western Hemisphere. I'm just gonna say it's the second biggest in the world. All right, I'm Stop not. That. I'm not gonna make that claim. Capacity is. Uh, 106,572. That's seating capacity. Mm. Record attendance was 110,823 people. See, I've read somewhere that Beaver Stadium becomes the, I think, either the third or fourth biggest city in the state. Third biggest city in the state day. on game day. Yeah, it's wild. It's unreal. You should, it is miles of cars and campers in the parking mm. lots. And it's really cool because it's grass parking lots. Mm. So, like, if it's raining, it sucks. You might get stuck. But, man, if on a nice day... You're out there on the grass instead of the hot macadam, like down at Link. Yeah. It's a big difference. And it's just it's, so hot when you're on asphalt. Versus, yeah. So is there any gravel spots anywhere? There's some. Like, there there's there's there? macadam up near the stadium. There's okay. macadam parking. But most of it's the fields. Because, like, again, ag yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, well, well I, Like, so, you can look out, see the farm, see Mount Nittany, uh, the hospital. It's really, like, it's beautiful. Yeah. i got to take you up sometime. I've, I've, I've driven by a couple of times. I've seen the stadium. It's huge. I've it's never enormous. been in the stadium, and I've seen the area around it. So it is it's bu- kind of jarring stadium. where it's just it's a big, big yeah. piece of architecture and then just open space around it, which makes sense because you think about the, our, our stadiums down South Philly, it's just big parking lot, and it's yeah, and covered, just, you know stadiums. And it's right. On, it's actually on campus. The stadium is, yeah. is technically on campus. You could walk. When I was there for Blue-White game, I walked with my brother from his apartment through campus all the way, you know, past the sports, the yeah, the tennis courts, the pools and stuff. It's it's a nice, pretty walk. It's cool though, seeing like how integral it all is. Could you walk for, walk to it from like from the town though? Oh like, yeah, like, walk yeah, yeah. The, town? the campus is right in town. Yeah, like right abuts abuts it. Yeah, um, you can walk. But I mean, in anywhere. Term, I mean, in terms of like accessibility, you know how like you yeah. can walk, but there's like cars and shit. I mean, people drive, people. but. Yeah. You absolutely can walk. It's cool. As long as I mean, as long as you're not in one of the outlying farms or something. Uh, they have 42 consensus all Americans. That's a lot of all Americans. I mean, it's not as many for as long as they were played, but it's hard to be an all American. Mm. Only one Heisman winner, uh, John Capaletti. And right now, I'm going to give a shout out to Nicolette Demucci because I work with her, and she's his cousin. He's from Drexel Hill. He got he won the Heisman in '73. Uh, his number 22 is the only Penn State number to be retired. I'm wearing his jersey right now. Yep, looking right at it. Oh, they retired the jersey on September 7th, 2013. I wanted to be there for that game, but it's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, his younger brother, Joey, had leukemia. Uh, this was documented in a book and made for, made for TV movie, Something for Joey. And he was a big inspiration for John. Uh, the movie's really sad, dude. Mm. It's really sad. It's really well acted. But he was a big inspiration for John. Uh, I'm going to give a little snippet about that here in a second. For his career, he couldn't play as a freshman. In the 70s, there was no freshman eligibility. That didn't change for a long time. Um, I don't remember the exact year. And then when he was a sophomore, he actually played as a defensive back because he was behind Lydell Mitchell and Franco Harris, who were, you know, two pretty good running backs (laughs) to be behind. And then he started as a running back as a junior and senior. Uh, his career stats were 2,639 yards, 29 touchdowns, 
over 13 100-yard games, wow. 120-yard-per-game average, and 5.1 yards per carry. That's a monster. Dude. In two years? Wow. Yeah, 5.1 yards per carry. That's that's a lot. That's, that's wild. That's tough. Um, his senior year, he had 1,522 yards on 286 carries and 17 touchdowns. Damn good senior campaign. Yeah. Joe Paterno said uh, Capaletti was the best football player I ever coached, which... Coming from Joe, played a coach a lot of players. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of alumni right there. Yeah, that's, that's big. That's big praise. So we got to talk about the West Virginia game. If you talk about Capaletti, um, Penn State used to play West Virginia a lot. It was one of those. It's not the backyard rivalry. That's Pitt West Virginia, but it's one of those backyard rivalries. Right. Um, they hate each other actually still. Uh, even though I don't know how many people outside of those two universities would remember that. But John asked Joey what he wanted for his 11th birthday. Was that was coming up? And he responded with, I want you to score three touchdowns for me. No, make it four. Just a lot of touchdowns in one game, dude. Paul order right there. Like, there's players in the NFL who don't do that. You know, I killed my fantasy players with that. (laughs) But, you know, Saquon Barkley's done it. Had done it a couple times. But I think he got like five or six in a game once because, God God damn, that kid is transcendent. Yeah. But John scored three touchdowns in the first half. Uh, Joe pulled him from the game because he didn't believe in running up the score. He liked to put in backups, get them game time experience. And John wasn't going to say a word to him until a teammate went up and told Joe about the uh, the wish, you know, Joey's birthday wish. So it was like the fourth quarter, I think. They were down on the in the red zone, and all of a sudden Joe yelled out, 22, get in there. In what cap that possession, they ran in for a touchdown. Joe pulled him right away because, you know, you don't want your star to get hurt. But John pointed to Joey in the stands. Um, Joey did die then as a kid. It's it's pretty sad. And wow. That's a that's a nice heartwarming story, though. Yeah, and then his Heisman speech uh, was considered one of the most memorable like speech moment, like televised or recorded speech moments, because um, he dedicated to Joey and had like a breakdown on his camera. He's still alive um, out in California. He's got five kids and coaches. Nicolette was telling me all about him and the family. I can't remember half of what she told me because I've done so much research. But uh, apparently his mom met Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro because they filmed uh, Silver Linings Playbook right beside their house. Oh, yeah. Well, Drexel Hill. That's that's, yeah. that's, Delco. that's that, that area. She, t- she took them homemade. So to go back into a game after scoring three touchdowns and like sitting for a whole quarter and not doing anything, you probably got tightened up. Dude, so yeah. That's, that's, that's not easy to do. No, that's really hard to do. Yeah, that's 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 really impressive. Yeah. Dude must have been a fucking supreme athlete. Well, he won the Heisman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't win it without being really good. Though it's funny. Like, Oh, and then he was dra- he played for, uh, I want to say the Rams and the Chargers, which is why he's probably in L.A. Or not L.A., but Cali. I mean, Cali's cool to move to anyway. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might do it if I had the money. No, PA forever. PA for life. So Penn State is now like a pretty big member of the Big Ten, but they weren't always that way. From 1887 to 1890, they're independent. And then they joined the Pennsylvania Intercollegiate Football Association, or PIFA, in 1891, just for that one year. And then it dissolved. Just for the one year? <laughs> yeah. it was. Um, but it was like them, Bucknell, Pitt, like all the, you know, regional, regional schools. That dissolved. Then they went back to being independent until 1991. It's a long time to be an independent. Yeah. Um, now it's almost unthinkable to be independent in college except football, for except Dame. for Notre Dame, because they have so much money and, and prestige. But like most schools need a conference. So they joined the Big Ten in 1991. And this was actually a really big deal. Penn State had been known as kind of a, a big boy on the block 
Right. And not that Ohio State and Michigan weren't, because obviously they are. Yeah, but I mean, they, they won national championships in the 80s, so right. you know, they, were, they were a big get for them. Right. There was worries that Penn State was going to come in and just dominate the Big Ten. Didn't happen, because there's just really good football in the Big Ten, especially now as they've added Nebraska and some other teams, too. Right. Well, Maryland. I'd say it's probably, the, I mean, just to go off, off the top a little bit, I think it's probably the best you think it's conference best conference? The, yeah, I mean, I don't like the SEC very much. Just, I don't just either. I've made the argument Big Ten's the best. I, I stand by it. I think we deal with har, uh, harsher environments yeah. that the SEC doesn't have to deal with. And I think there's a bigger disparity in the SEC, ver, you know, top versus bottom tier. Yeah. Whereas across the board, until you get to like Rutgers and Maryland and some of those other <laughs> bottom take, schools. Take that Rutgers. Pur- Purdue. Shitty Rutgers. There's, there's more parity. I mean, Drew Brees came out of Purdue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, Every dog has his day. Yeah. Well, they, they were good. Boilermakers. <laughs> so I love Big Ten football. I get my brother was watching games last night, and the guys were rooting against Michigan State. He's like, no, no, you want them to win to make the Big Ten look better. Since they've been in the Big Ten, for a long time it was just the 11 schools, even and they still kept calling it the Big Ten. It's still the Big Ten, even though there's 14 schools. Yeah, that it's really annoying sometimes. The big fourteen doesn't really it doesn't roll it doesn't and roll. You can't change the logo to do a, a. I do like people hate that logo. I like it. I think it's, it's cool. Looking. It's cute. I guess yeah. it's better than weird ass SEC logo. It's just a weird oval thing. Yeah, like, yeah. So in 2011, they joined the leaders division um, when Nebraska joined because there were 12 teams. Hmm. Um, so they were six and six. It was legends and leaders. People hated this. It's they're like this is hokey this is corny this is dumb it is it it was fucking dumb i hated it in 2014 when they added maryland and Rutgers, that changed to east and west divisions they've been in the east division since then they've won four big 10 championships 1994 2005 2008 and 2016 Hmm. it's funny almost every time they've won the big 10 they've been a national title consideration and then been knocked out that's a that's a big gap. Ninety four and two thousand five. They were mediocre for a long time yeah, that's there. A big gap. I mean, same. I mean, same with two thousand eight, two thousand sixteen. But yeah, I mean, there were other issues. That other that, issues but, there, yeah. but there was a lot of mediocrity there. So Penn State's won two national titles. Uh, first one was in nineteen eighty two in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, that was against Georgia. They won twenty seven twenty three. It's played in New Orleans at the Louisiana Superdome. Superdome. Um, the, the current Mercedes Benz Superdome now. That's right. Yep. The branding. Brandon, yeah. Uh, kind of miss when they were all, well, just what, standard just names. standard names, yeah. but whatever. Uh, that was in, they won in January 1st, 1983, but it's the 1982 season's national championship. They won again in 1986, just four years later. Uh, that was at the Fiesta Bowl in Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe, Arizona. They beat Miami 14-10. That was a huge deal because Miami had talked a lot of shit on Penn State. Mm. They were known for being a team with attitude. They, they came off the plane. My dad always talks about this, but they came off the planes uh, in Tempe, and they were all wearing like camo and chains and stuff. And like they had this this attitude, identity. And then you, you got your Penn State players who are all in their suits and like yeah. their ties, and and you know very much Joe's guys. It's just you know the two wide ends of the spectrum of '80s college so football. Ba- I'm just gonna throw those out. There. It's basically the Patriots versus the Eagles, where the Eagles uh, are all chilled out and yeah and focused and confident while the Patriots are we've been here we know this yeah, I mean they did win in 82 I mean none of the players obviously the four years yeah would no repeat players but that's a program so it's, yeah that's it's interesting how how that works it's it's that image that perfect image that, of you're yeah. a student you're a really powerful football player but you're also an academic yeah you will be a professional because that was a, the whole thing um so I, maybe we'll just talk on it here instead of during the traditions but Joe's grand experiment, the success with honor experiment, was that 
You would be a football player, but you would be successful both in the classroom and in life. Football was to teach you about life, not to be your life. That's pretty powerful. I mean, it's how many, how many uh, did he, gra- he graduated like a 80 some percent, right? 80, I think it was an 87% rate, um, which was well above the average of 60 something. Yeah, that's really high. Um, not the only school to do this by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. always within the top three. Yeah, you, you think of like Stanford rates. as well. Stanford, um, usually like Yale or Princeton. Actually, like Northwestern's usually up there, Ohio State, Michigan. Right. Usually the Big Ten schools, you have to have, there's a requirement that you have to be, have such a higher ac- uh, graduation rate than other schools. Something the SEC definitely can't say. No, or the ACC or the Pac 12 or the Big 12. Mac, I don't know about the Mac, but uh, Mountain yeah. West. Sorry, now I'm just showing off. Not, not, oh, I know all my conferences. and Sorry, I, I yeah. love college football so yeah, it's much. It's A-OK. They had seven perfect seasons. 1887, 1912, 68, 73, 86, and 94. With that long a history, you'd think there'd be more. But yeah, it's also... No, it's, that's hard to do. It's and really hard to so do. So 94, they didn't, they, that's a shame they didn't get a national championship out of that. well it's do they, do they call it a national championship because ba- yeah, there's a couple of those yeah undeclared ones right yeah right. so there was like eight undeclared national championships um i wasn't actually going to talk about this but several of them were when the president picks them picked them still right yeah and nixon picked against them and there's rumors it's because joe wouldn't stump for him because joe didn't agree with him politically that seems like a nixon thing to do though it does seem like a nixon it's thing to do. Nixon so like thing. i'm not like if that is, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, he's a petty little man. Those those are put on the on the stadium, though, right? All those undefeated seasons. Yeah. No, oh, they're little numbers on the. Yeah. Little, yeah. The board. The, what what the, the what, I know what the you sweets mean. Are, right? yeah. What, yeah. I just didn't have a word for it. I didn't know what it was called either. <laughs> so here's some like weird history. In 1894, Penn State played the Muncie High School team. Um, they took an early 24 nut like this. 1894. It's a long time ago. But it's just so yeah. funny, like high school versus college. That, that's just men. I mean, obviously they're, they're not so that much older, athletes, but but like okay, a 16 year old versus a 19 year old. It's a big difference. Huge difference. It's a big difference. That's, that's why a senior, lot. That's why seniors start instead of freshmen in high school. Yeah, well, usually well, they didn't even let freshmen play, right? In, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, so, um, so they took an early 24 nothing lead. <laughs> Muncie was allowed to put in 14 players rather than the usual 11. This helped, but at halftime, the score was 42 to nothing. That didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were then allowed to have seven downs instead of four. Wow. 14 players, seven downs, and Penn State then put in its youngest players to finish the game. The final score was only 54 to nothing. Yeah. You know, that, why, why did they even do that? Was it a publicity thing? I don't know, you know, dude. Like, I don't know you, if it was like publicity. They just needed a tune-up. Preseason, maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I feel real bad for Muncie. No, you know what? They probably had a blast. They're probably like, think, hey, well, it probably hurt them a lot. Dude, you know, like, I've, I've been on the end of those games where you just get your ass kicked. It does yeah, not feel but like But have you ever played a team that you knew, like, that's a, in literally a different division than you? Yeah, not like that. That's, that's I, I mean, don't know, we've been right? outclassed. But. I'd be like, hey, that's cool. We just got our shit pushed in by maybe a college I'm going to go to. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Net- network with the... Uh, network with the coaches. With the coaches, I guess. I don't know. In 1907, the team becomes named the Nittany Lions. Before that, I guess they were called Old Coley. Um, and they had a mule for a mascot. Like for coal mines? Uh, yeah, because they're all over Central PA. Yeah. So it's named for the Mount Nittany Mountain. That's yeah, Mountain. No, yeah, Mount Nittany. Yeah. Uh, what? The Mount Nittany Hill. <laughs> big old Mount Nittany Hill. Um, and mountain lions. <laughs> big dumb idiot. Yeah, that's my thing. 
<laughs> the story goes that PSU students created it to compete with the Princeton ta- Tigers mascot because, of, like, I guess Princeton was making fun of them in their papers. The old Coley Mountain Mule? <laughs> Come on. How, how could like, you ever make fun of that? That was like 25 years, though, you know, or yeah. around there. 25 plus just years like, of just being the Cole people. Yeah. Look, old 20 years. I'm can't do math. Anyway. Math hard. You were an English major. Yeah. <laughs> and you're foreign. Uh, numbers are the same in all cultures, Bill. <laughs> it's, it's the universal language. <laughs> oh, um, so the first head coach was George Hoskins. Um, he coached for four seasons. He didn't get hired until 1892. So that means the players coached themselves prior to that. Yeah, I buy that, though. Which is, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. 17 total head coaches. Uh, the most well-known are Rip Angle. He had 16 seasons. Paterno, 45 seasons. Damn. O'Brien, two seasons. And James Franklin, who's in his fourth season. I'm just going to go through them quick. Okay. Rip Angle, uh, he's the one who really brought the fo- Penn State football into the modern era. Uh, he came from Brown. He actually brought Joe with him as an assistant. Joe played quarterback for him. Wow. Uh, his all-time record at Penn State was 104-48-4. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Wow. This is actually, I think, the coolest thing about him. He invented the game Angle Ball. It's an updated version of the Native American sport on a hoodie, oh. where the goal is to like knock a ball off a uh, pole, okay, and you have to like defend it and stuff. I watched some clips of it. It looks really hard. Uh, it's he invented it to keep servicemen fit during World War II. Uh, it's still used by NFL players and U.S. athletes for conditioning and, and some soldier units. Um, it's and I guess there's a, a national league coming. Wow. And that obviously worked for him because he apparently never had a losing season, right? Yeah, yeah. His final season, he went five and five, but never had a losing season. And what, sixteen seasons? That's it. Cool. Yeah. I what, when you said angle ball, uh, I I thought you were gonna be like it's a tactic, like the wildcat well, or right. something. And like I was when like, I was reading, it, that's what I thought too. But then I was like, oh, this is actually it's more like a, interesting. It's like a training. Yeah, concept, it's a training training regimen. Wow. After that, you get the Paterno era. He coached from sixty six to twenty eleven. He was promoted after Angle retired. He spent 46 seasons as head coach. Uh, it's the longest tenure of any FBS coach. Combined with his 16 seasons as an assistant, his 62 seasons are most of any coach at any school. Uh, he was also the AD from 80 to 82, which is kind of surprising. Was it, an, was it an, an interim tag or was it just... This is an interim, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But surprise, I didn't know that. It's a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Which He had a lot of power. Something we'll talk about. Um, he only had five seasons with losing records. Wow, five out of 46. It's really impressive. 37 bowl games with 24 wins. So he won most of the bowl games, too. Mm. Yeah. Elected to the College Football Hall of Fame in 2006. Most wins in football and college sports, 409. And then in 2011, November, uh, he was fired because of the Jerry Sandusky sex abuse scandal. It's also called the Penn State sex abuse scandal. Like, for me, they're interchangeable. Right. And he he passed away shortly after that, right? Yeah, Yeah. um, about 76 days after it. Right. From cancer. In the wake of that, Bill O'Brien came in. Uh, he came from the New England Patriots as the offensive coordinator. I remember like the pest press conference and stuff, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really like this guy. He gave I still like O'Brien a lot. He played he played for them, right? No. He, was, he didn't play for Penn State? Nope. Oh, I just assumed he did. Mike Munchak uh, tried to get the job really hard because he played he for connections him. to it. But no, O'Brien, nope. He's not from PA, not but they seemed they figured he was the guy for the job, and honestly. He was. Um, he took over the program after and, and stayed after he was informed of the sanctions, which we're going to get more into. But his record was 15-9. and nine. His first win was against the Navy midshipmen. I was actually there for that game, like yeah, I said earlier, yeah. which is really cool. Then he left to accept the 
head coaching job of the Houston Texans. I know a lot of fans who were salty about it. Right. I wasn't because from the first day, people asked him like if he'd stay at Penn State forever because that's what they were used to at this point. Right, 46 years, you know. Yeah, hadn't had the turnover like other programs. And he was like, well, I've always considered the NFL the pinnacle of coaching. And so like from that sentence right there, you're like, oh, this dude's not staying forever. Mm. But he held the program together with the players. I don't think it can be state enough how much that the leadership on that team those teams did right but because that was Madi, mike sordich matt mcgloin was still around for a little bit yeah i mean two two years though isn't that long of a time though I mean, it's, it's it's not but right. what if he it did comes, in those if two it years. comes knocking you know you're gonna you're gonna go yeah. do that that's, he, that's... he brought in christian sackenberg <laughs> christian sackenberg yeah he had his best year under o'brien yeah, he just got cut, didn't he? Yeah, he just got cut by the <laughs> Eagles. That guy's never going to play in the league again. No, he's not. I thought he was really good watching him. He was good. He's a fine college player, but fine college player, not, not, for not for the pros, Doesn't and that's okay. Um, I guess his dad was the same way. And then after he left, Franklin came. Um, he came from Vanderbilt, where he had a lot of. He took a Vanderbilt program that did nothing in the SEC and made them competitive. He he went to Penn State. No, he went to East Stroudsburg. Damn it! I could have sworn he was. All right, I don't, apparently I don't know much about <laughs> college sports connections, apparently. He always wanted to go to Penn State, but he went to East Stroudsburg. Yeah. Um, he's from PA. He loves Penn State. Man, he loves it. His tweets are fire. Fuego? Yeah, dude. But uh, he's the first African-American head coach at Penn State, which like isn't shocking with how long. They're only like 17 total, right? Yeah. That's not that many. But, so, but like, it's, it's huge. Like, that's awesome at a program that size of Penn State. Yeah, there really aren't that many African-American head coaches in college football in general. No, not really. Hmm. Shows you a lot about the state of yes, it does head coaching. It's good old boys network. Oh yeah, it is big time. His record currently is thirty six and seventeen. Hopefully, that's thirty seven and seventeen by the time this airs. Dude, if it's thirty six eighteen, like I'll fuck that. Jump out this fucking window. I'll laugh at you so hard. I will lay down in seventy six and hope a tractor trailer comes. In twenty fourteen, the postseason ban was lifted. This was part of the sanctions. Right. Uh, they won the Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. They played BC. This was really cool. I remember this. Like, first of all, the Pinstripe Bowl is a cool bowl. Just to play in Yankee fo- play football in Yankee Stadium is really cool. Mm. And the field stripes, like, it's real neat. But they lit up the Empire State Building with the scarlet and gold of BC, and then the blue and white of Penn State on all four sides, like alternating. It was really neat. Right. Uh, it was a big deal. Two pre- old story programs meeting for the first time in a long time, and the win that was huge. Right. Well, especially after it being the first bowl after have sanctions, it's yep. pretty cool. But so, they lost, didn't they? The year yeah, after that, the, the year. opening. It was the opening game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the opening game. Yeah. Twenty fifteen, they lost to Temple. You want to talk about it? No, it just made me feel good. I wish I was there. I, I was watching on TV intently, and uh, I don't know. My decision was just like, I don't feel like going down and watching them get their ass kicked. Like literally, that was it. I, I didn't want to go because I saw them the yeah a couple years before that, and they they did not perform as well as I wanted them to, and. I just graduated. It was my first year. It was like a year after I graduated. So I was like, I don't really want to subject myself to this pain. And lo and behold, I, I'm, a, I'm a bad fan. But yeah, I had to watch it on the television, though. Uh, I watched it in Xfinity. I didn't actually go into the game. Were my texts mean? I feel like I texted you mean shit after that. Dude, you weren't alone. I was not alone. Helen texted me. You texted me. We're not nice people. Penn State fans were texting me furious. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, they also lost their bowl game that year. To Georgia, the Tax Slayer Bowl, which is like, I guess, that, they, guess they finally names. got real. I know. Terrible names. It was not always that. I guess Georgia got revenge for their national championship loss. Yeah. <laughs> very good program, though. No, oh, Georgia's like, a very I good like program. Georgia. 
I mean, Penn State slogged it out with some of the best in bowl games. LSU, mm-hmm. Georgia. I remember them playing all kinds of great teams and some not so great, you know. But anyway, so like people were really against Franklin at this point. Like, How you, you lost the Temple, lost Georgia year. in the bowl game. And then 2016 rolls around, and this really marks the return to national prominence. Scholarships have been returned, so players were a little bit older, a little more seasoned, ready to play. Uh, and this was re- really marked by the defeat of Ohio State, who was number two at the time. That game's unreal. I mean, you can oh, anywhere you go on YouTube, you'll find clips of it with the blocked punt. I think I watched it with you. No, on TV. No, no, you did not. We it watched the, the one yeah, 2017 when yeah. they lost they in the lost horseshoe. That one. Yeah, my bad. Um, when they were like ranked number four or so. No, uh, I was returning from a wine trip in upstate New York, actually, cool. and was like listening to the game on my phone, and then rushed home and got in on the TV, like still in the first quarter. Oh, nice. Okay, but that's the worst. It's like that's like such anxiety for like missing a first, like a I whole just, half. I remember of the game. screaming. I mean, I remember there's games. The Michigan four overtime win was one of the biggest games I've ever watched on TV. I seem to watch the big games with my parents on their back porch a lot. That's nice. Um, it so is. It's nice a memories. family tradition. Yeah, and then. What was the other one? Oh, the Michigan loss when they returned one second on the clock. I don't was, that, was that the, the, the year after 2017? So that was no, that was 94 when no, that was 94 was undefeated. That was 2005. It's 2005 when they were had uh, national championship aspirations and they lost to Lloyd Carr's Michigan Wolverines, who were named for uh, Custer's unit. It makes sense. Yeah, I was I always wondered that why they were named because I didn't know I don't feel like Wolverines are very nope. big and Jayhawks are also named and the Missouri Tigers are also named for Civil War units. Very cool. So a little fun fact. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but they're not PA, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> they actually went on to uh, they won the Big Ten championship. They beat Wisconsin. They then lost to USC in a really exciting Rose Bowl. One oh, of the best I, games I, I, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember watching that. Bummer, but man, they've played hard. They started out the 2017 season 7 nothing, lost to Ohio State and Michigan State in consecutive weeks. That's the one we watched at Ohio State. Yep, yep. But then they went to beat, went on to beat Washington in the Fiesta Bowl 35-28. Uh, and I would make the argument those were two of the most talented teams last season hmm. um, who probably should have been considered for national championships, but just the way politics and college football works out. I mean, losing Ohio State and Michigan State. I mean, Michigan, oh, was, the Michigan was, State lost. You, it was two the Michigan weeks, Two weeks yeah. in a row. That, that's Yeah, it's absolutely what you, you did can't, it, you, you can't. Say uh, they were jipped for that. I mean, that's kind of tough. They weren't conference championships. They yeah. or champions. They had two losses. It's the way it goes. Yeah. So we've talked about the program up until today. Uh, we're going to talk about the scandal uh, back in 2011. Yeah. And this hasn't been like a funny episode anyway. Yeah. We kind of um, try to keep because it's this is kind of the, the big bummer bit. But yeah. Back when it came out, uh, before before going to the details of what happened and everything, I I had this vision of this is back at the time when I was applying for colleges and 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 mm-hmm. all that and ready to go to college and having that come out i i had this really terrible taste in my mouth about penn state and as most people in the country did yeah but you know growing a little older now and seeing what's happened in college football in general it's really messed up how all these yeah. programs are able to you know use their power their influence yeah to cover stuff up you got baylor it's, you got michigan state you got all these different programs syracuse Ohio State right now. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of so it, it's endemic of the culture. Yeah, of college sports in, at large, I think. And back then, I, I viewed because this is one of the, the biggest ones to come out in terms of abuse. Because you had uh, you had the other high state one with the with the yeah. the signatures or whatever. Yeah, right? the, which like whatever USC really, which, had those things too. And those type of deals, yeah, they're they're 
SMU had paying players. Yeah, well, that was they. They were they got the the death penalty. Yeah, they got death penalty for that. But the the issue was, you know, this was the first one, and I viewed it as this is a Penn State problem. But in reality, it's just a college football problem in general. You know, looking back on it now, it's not the players that I had to deal with it. You know, it's not the students. It was the the board, and it was the the actual system in place, and And the the system, and they failed. They failed everyone, and you know, thankfully now that's kind of wiped clean. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, mean, yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So the issue started with, and it centered around Jerry Sandusky, who was an assistant coach from 1969 to 1999. So he was there for a long time. And he was a defensive coordinator from 77 to 99. He was viewed a couple of times as like the heir apparent. He was heir apparent. Yeah. Yeah, Apparently, they didn't really get along all that much. I've heard heard rumors. I don't know if that's actually true. I watched the movie Paterno last night um, with Robert. Robert, not Robert De Niro. Uh, Al Pacino. Pacino. Yeah. To do research. I mean, I wanted to see it's, how it was presented in popular yeah. culture. It's HBO, right? I yeah, it's HBO. It. It's it's well shot. It's well acted. There's inaccuracies as it's, it's a, a dramatization. Yeah. Um, it kind of paints Joe as a senile. I didn't think he was at the end, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he may have been, but I don't know. It, uh, it definitely painted Sue as blind and senile, and she's not. She's still sharp. Which so that bug. super turner right yeah, yeah. Uh, well she used to tutor the kids the kids the students the, the, students. the players oh, yeah, the players yeah, she used to that's... tutor them if they were doing bad in school she was oh, a teacher cool. there were forty two charges brought up against against Sandusky yeah. uh, in two thousand eleven and that grew up to fifty two charges uh, stemming from nineteen ninety four late two thousand nine he used his really cruelly he used his uh, uh, charity foundation the Second Mile Foundation and he used them to select his victims. Um, you know, and he, and he brought victims to the fo- to a football building facility, the uh, the Lash football building facility, and was was seen abusing them and accused of doing the same acts in hotels and doing yeah. away games, doing bowl games as well too. Yeah. Um, uh, a, terrible stuff. Honestly. Yeah, a, a janitor saw him. Uh, was said he was afraid to report it because, you know, he didn't know what would happen to him and his job. Yeah, and um, and that's that kind of fear. That Mike McQuarrie saw it, reported it to Joe the next day. Joe waited to report it until like. The Monday, because he's like, oh, I didn't want to ruin somebody's weekend, and it's ne- it's never clear what Joe knew, because he's not he's he's never been indicted. Like he might have died before he was going to be indicted, right? Honestly, he probably, he probably would have been indicted. But from he kept he kept using the word. Well, I was told he was horsing around. Yeah, I mean, if see if, and I don't know if it's just like an old person's disconnect. Yeah, because I'm like thinking about my grandfather now, because they're men of the same age, right? When he was alive, my grandfather, and like he never would have conceived of something like that. No. Something you would do to someone. Yeah. It, it, I mean, no one would think of that as right. being a normal thing that would happen. But yeah. I mean, but but it, we also don't know, like, did he protect the program? We don't did know. Did he protect his own name? No. We'll, well, and we'll never know, honestly. We know. But I mean, just thinking about not reporting something like that after a couple, like two days, it made me think he was either, honestly, he just didn't understand what was going on or yeah. he was protecting someone. And it's, I, either way, it's, it's just tragic. All I mean, around. it makes me feel sick, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's really tough, but. I mean, thankfully, Sandusky was found guilty. Forty-five yeah. counts. Fucker's gonna rot in jail. He's, he, you know, so his maximum jail time is four hundred forty-two years, minimum sixty. By the time he comes out, if if he's he does come out, out sixty, which is not going to, he'll be ninety-eight. So he, he'll die in prison. You know, he he was a big. Obviously, he was the cause of everything, but the board yeah. covered up everything. Yeah, they, everything they knew, they managed to find a way to cover it up and. You know, uh, President Graham Spanier, Vice President Gary Schultz, uh, the uh, Athletic Director Tim Curley, they all, they were all charged with perjury, obstruction of justice, and failure to report child abuse. And they were all forced to resign or were fired. Yeah. And 
you know, I mean, some of the charges were lessened due to uh, some rights uh, representation issues. Yeah, they, they kind of grabbed them and just ran with it because yeah. there was such a frenzy. It was like a shark attack almost. Right. Yeah. But, but they, I mean, they were all found guilty of misdemeanor charges of yeah. child endangerment. And, you know, they were acquitted of some conspiracy charges, uh, but they all had either jail time uh, or f- and fines and probations yeah. uh, in 2017. Um, and I also want to talk about the, the free report. Uh, it, this was a big like, kind of lightning rod for... This was huge. Yeah. And I know people were still very angry about it both ways. Right. So we talked about the actual you know trials for the for Sandusky and for the board, but this is this was more in terms of the program itself and how yeah. it was affected. So you had the former FBI director, Louis Free. He wrote a free report, which found that university top brass was guilty of uh, knowledge of sex abuse and the failure to provide any safety and welfare for the Sandusky victims. Right. So the NCAA used the report uh, in lieu of their own inf- investigation. So they, they used him as a third party. Yeah. And as a result... Which I don't think they're supposed to do. I think they were supposed to do their own their yeah. own investigation. But, um, I, I mean, they ran with it. It was probably more comprehensive than they would have done anyway. Right. Well, yeah. I know one of the big sticking points was that, on both sides of the debate, was that it, w- it was a criminal investigation right. and that the NCAA shouldn't have been involved. But how could they not? Yeah. Well, it's... Exactly. When the, the whole issue is... This is a football program. Football program. program. Yeah. It happened because of the football program. Yeah. And it was the football program's facilities were used. This is right. the result of it. Sixty million dollar fine for the university, which I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's a big, it's a big endowment, big program. Yeah. So that's not as terrible. But I mean, it, it's they probably could have upped it anyway. Honestly, yeah. But, well, the Big Ten then levied their own fine. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. 13. Oh yeah, thirteen million dollars. Right. The big one was the four year postseason ban, which was really tough in recruiting people to come and play for your program if you know you can't. Go people didn't want to go. People yeah. didn't want to go. Um, and then, obviously, even if you did want to go, there were major scholarship reductions. And the big one, and this is honestly more symbolic than anything else, yeah. they vacated all victories from 98 to 2011. Did Do you know why it was from 98 and not 94? That was when the first reported instance oh, the, at, the, the, at yeah. the facility was. Got you, got you. That, that, that's when it was, yeah, when yeah. there could have been knowledge. on yeah. when the internally. janitors knew about it. Got you. Um, that makes more sense. Something I forgot to include in the notes was that they also, players were allowed to transfer out without penalty. Right, yeah. Which was huge. There weren't that many that left, honestly. It was like a lineman. Justin Brown left for Oklahoma. Right. Um, and he was pretty good, but that was more for grad school and his, like, his sick mom was there. Right. And a couple others. But I, I mean, do you blame him? though? I, I don't blame him. I did at the time. Now, I, I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, when this happened, I was a sophomore in college. I was young, full of fire, still in love with Penn State. I mean, I still, like, I'm wearing my jersey right now. Mm. But, you know, in my mind, I'd always been sold on success with honor. This was yeah. the right way to do things. I mean, like, I'm thinking something's got to be wrong. This can't be true. With the benefit of hindsight, there's a failure in the leadership. Yeah. Well, if, if and, I'm, and if I get, like, if you're a kid trying to make your name and that's how you're going to get to the next level of the pros. Mm-hmm. I get it. Well, even on a moral basis, like if, if I'm a that, player there, I mean that alone. If, if how, I, yeah, if how I, do you if, stay? Knowing. I can't with good conscience stay with the program, knowing that the people at the very top cared about football over children. Yeah, and you know I don't blame him for that, but I, I, I can see it both ways. How I, I also I understand why ways. you stayed. You committed to something. You committed to the guys in the locker yeah. room. You committed to the school, to the students, to the, the you're players. getting a world class education. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know, you know that. I guess you call it a selfish standpoint, but yeah, you, you got you got the very pinnacle of yeah. of that balance. I'd say it's one of the best balances out there with the actual program yeah. itself and the, and the education. But, yeah, yeah. but so. to, to go back to the scandal, um, 
you know, there were, there were multiple lawsuits filed against the NCAA by, uh, you know, Pennsylvania politicians and the paternal family as well. Yeah. You know, basically the whole concept of due process and conspiracy between free and, and the right. NCAA. But I mean, I, due I, process was violated. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there was actually a conspiracy between free and the NCAA. Mm-hmm. But there is a reason we have process. Yeah. You know, and it should have been followed. And that's part of why sanctions were reduced. Right. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned this as well, but paternal died, you know, shortly after the, the dismissal. His statue uh, was torn down, right? Yeah, a couple months later, a couple weeks later, we I actually went out there with my friend Tyson the day after he died to the statue, and I remember going to my car to get my camera mm-hmm. and coming back, and he's just bawling, bawling his eyes. I was like, "What the fuck happened, dude?" And he said, uh, "The choir came up and sang the for the glory of old state, and they had bagpipes and stuff." And he was like, "It's real sad," and I think it's tough because. With Joe, you have to... He, he was a person. Yeah. He's a person like any other person. And that means there's both good and bad in your life. And if he knew, or how much he knew, could he have done more? I probably could have done more. Yeah. But he also did a lot of good. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot I think, of, you know, there's I a lot think of bad. the big issue is he's a man. He's not a god. Exactly. And he's, and he's viewed in a, lot of, in a lot of those parts. I mean, having a statue of yourself, you know, you, you, become, you become a symbol of right, something, more, something than, more than you are. Than a, than a person. And... He was a human. And exactly. He, 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 human. he may have he may have very well made a huge mistake that yeah. really changes the way he should be viewed. It's, we'll never know. It's all part of his legacy. Now, my brother and I were talking about it last year. He was like, because he was bitching about the movie Paterno. He was like, it doesn't show his legacy. And I said, well, it is part of his legacy. Yeah, that that's that's a major part of the legacy. But the the wins were given back, right? Yeah, they're the given, back. given back. He becomes the winningest coach again. Which I mean. Uh, I'm just gonna say that's so petty of the NCAA to take to take them down. away in the first place. That's, that has nothing to do. Has with nothing it. to do with with yeah. the you know. It's if anything, just find them more money. That's what really hurts. That's anyway. what hurts. That's really that or, is or ban them for a year or yeah. like that if you really want to do that. But I don't know. It, it's but, it's all stupid politics. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and I think in all of this, we need to recognize that the victims are the ones who were really hurt here. Yeah. And that nothing that was done can ever actually make things up no. to them. No, it's that's I think I think it's important to remember that, and it's there are a lot of victims. Yeah, a lot of victims. Yeah, God bless him. I I, I hope he I hope he gets shanked in prison. I I do too. <laughs> I Every day. I don't know I don't know how much solitary he's in, but I think he's how much access he has to the solitary. general public. I, but I, from what I've been told, they usually put pedophiles away because the gangs shoot for him. Hope he hope he gets shanked forty five times, but or forty six times, whatever it was. Yeah. So let's talk about some more fun stuff. Yeah, let's let's get off that little bit of a sad boat. You want to talk about some traditions? Yeah. They got some pretty cool traditions. They got some great rivalries, actually. Some of the better rivalries. It's, it's funny because, like, they're not considered, like, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, the Iron Bulls, you know, USC and UCLA, some of those games, or, or the Red River rivalry, Oklahoma right. and Texas. But, man, they got some good ones. We've got the main rivalries are Ohio State, Pitt, Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan, West Virginia, Bama, and Syracuse. Uh, I'm just going to go through them real quick with like the records for them. Ohio State, which Ohio State leads the series 18-14. It's funny because Ohio State doesn't really consider Penn State a rival, but it's actually I think the records are closer than the Ohio State-Michigan record. Mm. Do you think it's because of the, the fact that Penn State was independent for so long? I think so. They, they haven't met as often. Yeah. And yeah. it's like they hate, hate Michigan. Mm-hmm. Hate them so much. But our games have actually meant more in the last couple of years. Because they've had actual playoff implications. And then Pitt is 
probably like the most well-known rival outside of Ohio State. Um, that record is 51-43-4. and four It's not really State. well-known nationally. Like just, not just, nationally. It's a PA known. Yeah, just I think. Pitt. They hate Penn State so much. Well, they hate Penn State. Well, well actually, we, Penn State hates them, too. They're also not good enough to... You know but I mean? they used they're, to be in the eighties, yeah. man. They clashed hard. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, you got to think. So there's some great players that came out of the pit. <laughs> Sorry, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Maryland. This is not a rivalry. People keep trying to push this as a rivalry. This is bullshit. It's not a rivalry. It, it is thirty-eight two and one in favor of Penn State. Mm. Fuck Maryland. Fuck off your terrapins. I'm sick of your bullshit. Go back to your crab cakes. Stay in the south. Don't, I'm done with don't you. Don't talk shit on crab cakes. All right. They're great. And Maryland's not the South, is it? It's not Ben and Jerry's ice cream. It's not Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Did you know they were uh, learned how to make ice cream at Penn State? Ben and Jerry's? Yep. Are they Penn State alums? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. The creamery. Weird Vermonters. Yeah. Minnesota, that's like a legitimate rivalry. Um, the record is for Penn State. It's nine and five. It's kind of a rivalry, but they play for a trophy game. Yeah. It's the governor's victory bell because uh, they both had governors that were influential in the early days of the universities. And then Michigan State is also a trophy game. That's the land-grant trophy. Penn State has won it 14 times. Michigan State's won it eight. It is the ugliest fucking trophy in sports. What's it look like? It's horrible, dude. It's, it's a monolith. Of, it's just big rectangular. It's got these weird protrusions on it. It's disgusting. I hate it. It's not like... There's, cool, there's so many cool trophies in the Big Ten. You got like Paul Bunyan's axe, Paul Bunyan, Floyd the pig. I just, uh, drives me nuts. Sorry. No, that's, 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 that's okay. That, that's I love shitty, ugly trophies. It's, you know what it means? Because it means you win. Yeah, that's you're true. You're a winner. So you still get to take it home. West Virginia. I also don't consider West Virginia a rival because the record is 48-9-2. But they played like a and lot. And they're originally pretty close. Regional, yeah. yeah. Bama, our national powerhouse fucking assholes. We haven't played them that much. Mm-hmm. And the record's 10-5 for Bama. But they've been pretty tight games with usually with national implications so you know that's why they're considered like and they're just i think it's because they're both really old programs right uh and then syracuse uh which is 43 23 and 5 and that's just another one of those regional ones you actually added the note about the blue yeah. band do you want to yeah so back in high school i was part of the the march man in terms of i, I played bass so okay. i was on the on the pit side yeah and I didn't do any marching, thankfully, because I'm not coordinated enough. <laughs> but we we would have, um, I think we either went, we, we would do some competitions, but we went to see them play because they yeah. they would tour and join some of the, some of the state championships. Right. And they would just be like the, the show, basically. Okay. They I mean, they are a show in and of themselves. They're really impressive. So they're, they're really cool. They're viewed as like, if, you, if you're really serious about marching bands. That's where, yeah. They're one of, they're one of the very best. Um, I know people is definitely in the state. played but, for the Blue Band. Yeah, they're, they're um, top-notch. Yeah, they're awesome. They go up and down the rows during games and play. Um, the drum major, did he do the flip when you saw him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. cool. It does they're it for every game. Very impressive. My mom and dad were actually at a game where the Nittany Lion mascot proposed to the Blue Sapphire. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, it's love. They have this new tradition. Um, I think O'Brien started I don't think it was Franklin, but Franklin continued it, where the team will go in front of the student section, which always makes itself into an S. I'm sure you've seen it I've on seen TV, it, yeah. yeah. And they rock back and forth, and they all sing uh, "For the Glory of Old State" together, which is really—it's really nice. It's, um, good to, it's good to start your own traditions after, yeah, after, after in the wake of something horrible yeah. to make something new that you can cling to. That's pretty nice. Oh, the Nittany Lion—the mascot does one-handed push-ups for every point the team scores. It's got to be pretty fucking fit. Mm, yeah, well, those things get hot too. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's pretty warm. Well, it's actually, it's pretty nice today, but yeah. I hope they're going to pile on App State. So there used to be this thing called Paternoville. It was changed to Nittanyville, um, which honestly I think is better. Yeah. Um, again, back to the deifying the god. Right. Versus just the town. Yeah. But they, they started out in 2005 between an October 8th matchup against Ohio State. I don't even think they won that game, honestly. I think Ohio <laughs> State won. But they, they would camp out in front, or they still do it. They'll camp out in front of the stadium to hold lines for front row seats in the student section. When college game day comes, they love it. They love to put it on TV. And coaches come around, players, the blue band, vendors, stuff like that. It's, it's neat. They ring the victory bell after games, the whiteout. You have, you've definitely seen, the, seen whiteout. the whiteout. Yeah. yeah. It is. I've never actually been to one. I've dined to go. But it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen on TV for like a football game. Well, just being like in a in a place where there's a hundred thousand people that think the right. same way you do. Like just, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever hear Urban Meyer's quote yeah. about it? No. They asked him like, "Hey, what do you think about the whiteout?" He goes, "Man, it's impressive. I wish they'd save it for somebody else for once." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty oh, good. Oh, they other players hate it. They say it's just it's a wall of screaming white. It's I imagine it's like being kind of like being in a blizzard. Well, it's also like that's prime playoff. You know, yeah, environment right there. Yeah, and it's something you get almost every week. Captains are traditionally chosen by the team with the head coach's approval. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice camaraderie. Yeah, um, like it's usually seniors, but there have been some exceptions. I think Matt McGoin was one younger. Linebacker U is, I mean, they just have some of the best linebackers in the game. Dennis Oncotts, Jack Ham, Charlie Zapiak, Edward William O'Neill, Greg Buttle, Shane Conlon, LeVar Arrington. Mm-hmm. Um, the LeVar Leap is infamous, you know, one of the most famous plays in Penn State history. Shane Conlon's interception of Vinny Testaverde to win the national championship. Cameron Wake. Mm. Um, he was Derek Wake back then, but uh, Tom Bali, Paul Puzlesny, Dan Connor, Sean Lee, Navarro Bowman, Michael Motti, Gerald Hodges. Like, the list goes on. It's just, Those are really good players in the, in the NFL, too. Except for Sean Lee. You're just saying that because he's a can't cowboy. Stay healthy. He's a really good player, but He's a really good player. Man, he changes that team he's when just, he's on the he field. He can't stay healthy. No. He, he had knee troubles when he was at Penn State. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about the, the chant. Yeah, so Penn State's known for the We Are Penn State chant. I know a lot of other programs find it pretentious. Oh, I hate it. It's so annoying. But, but there's such a great story. But it's loud. It. Well, loud. that's kind of the point. And you can do it on any street in Pennsylvania and get a response. Get a response yeah. Which people hate. So it goes back. It's, it's really old. It's from the 40s when Wally Triplett... Uh, was playing running back at Penn State. He was one of the first African-American players to play varsity for Penn State. And they were supposed to go down to Miami and play a game. And back then, you weren't allowed to take black players on the field. Wow. And they wouldn't even, like, they didn't want them to bring their players. In in Southern schools. In Southern schools. In Southern schools. And so the team got together for these meetings, and they voted together to cancel the regular season game against Miami Instead of not taking all their players. Because it was Wally and a couple other... Right. I think there were like two or three other black guys on the team. And the story goes that like after the team held the meeting, uh, the press asked them what they were going to do. And one of the players said, We are Penn State. There will be no more meetings. So like they were going to be there all together. It was all yeah. or nothing. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I've heard some other... Very, like that might not... It might not necessarily be true. Like the whole oh. way through. Like, But... Or that like it's but it's equally old. Just like we're not sure where it came. Like if that's the actual sentence that was said. But if it is, that's a badass sentence. Yeah, yeah. That that that's like out of a movie. Yeah, right. really. He was the first African American to play in the Cotton Bowl too. 
And uh, he caught a tying touchdown uh, 13-13 against SMU, who got the death penalty. They're back now. And he was the third African-American drafted in 1949. So, like, ever in the draft. But he was that first one to actually see the field uh, for an NFL team. I guess there were a couple undrafted guys who had, but he was the first drafted one. So that's pretty cool. Like, that's, that's historic. That's a big deal. Yeah. I had no idea. I just thought it was an annoying thing drunk kid said. No, no. It's, it's, it's that too, though. But I mean, it is, it's definitely that too, but it's not only that. So t- tell them about, about their beautiful colors. The white and blue. The one that you're wearing blue right now. Blue and white, baby. Everybody knows the simple Penn State uniforms. People hate You love them or you hate them. I think they're pretty cool. I like those simple I love. Classic. I love the clean... Honestly, I love Bama's uniforms. Hmm. I love Ohio... Eh, I don't love Ohio State's. Michigan's... I like to, Michigan's. To I like a degree. Michigan. They're cool. Um, I think most of the Big Ten uniforms, Nebraska's, Wisconsin's are gorgeous, I think. Um, but Penn State, like they hold my heart. It's just the, the white helmet with the blue stripe, the solid dark blue home jersey with the white pants, the the white on white for the away, and it's just so clean looking. The mm-hmm. black shoes. Now, like there's some, there's been subtle changes over the years. I yeah, like Timbers, like the the um, the yeah, football, the collar, yeah, the just... fluting. There, there's been numbers on the sides of the helmets before um, when Capaletti played famously. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's a stripe down the pant leg. So they had um, Bama helmets. Yeah, they had Bama helmets cool. for a little bit. Um, they actually brought that back for a homecoming game not too long ago. I, I like the helmet, little number on the helmet look, honestly. I think it's cool. It's not quite as clean as just an all-white, Yeah, but it's cool looking. Well, they also had the, the classic um, no name on, on the back. Right. Yeah, which which they took away. Well, they brought names back after the scandal just to show. Yeah, to show unity. And that was O'Brien's thing. He was like, right. we're going to do this. And there was a hue and cry about it. Right. And he said, fuck that. We're doing this. These no. guys earned it. Yeah, these guys are sticking the, around. The players loved it, actually. Then when Franklin came, they had a lot of means about it, and they took them away. And some of the guys who were on the teams with their names on them were like, oh, like I kind of want my name. Like They're, they're recorded saying this stuff. They're like, I kind of want my name. And then once they started playing without the names, they're like, this is actually really cool to be part of something bigger than me. Which is, that's neat. Like the, to get kids to buy into something like that, right. like these stars, cause you got like on those teams, you had Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, uh, Saquon Barkley. Like these are guys who were pretty good Little in the towns. NFL. Little Mike Kosicki. Yeah. So yeah, was, they actually started off as black and pink though. Really? Yep. Black and pink uniforms. Yep. And then back they changed like, back in like the 1800s. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. There's a, there's a legend that goes that the, uniforms faded and that's why they're blue and white it's not true i don't think (laughs) but it's a pretty good story it's fun lift for life is pretty cool they work with uplifting athletes to raise awareness and funds for the kidney cancer association they've raised more than two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. it's pretty that's neat yeah it's pretty cool and then they have 24 players and coaches in the college football hall of fame six players in the pro football football hall of fame it's jack ham for the steelers franco harris for the steelers and seahawks Mike Michalski, for the, he was a guard for the Packers. Lenny Moore was a running back for the Colts. Mike Munchak was a guard for the Houston Oilers when they still existed. Mm. And Dave Robinson for the Packers. Yeah, that's that's a lot of information. This is probably our longest episode. Yeah, sorry had. about that. I kind of went off. Well, there's no that's sorry. My, this is inform- informational. I got excited when we when you wanted to do this episode. Yeah. Well, and I, think, I, I didn't even make jokes. I just gave tons I, of information. I think the timing's great. And you know what? I really... Secretly, I hope that they lose today, just because like it'll be so funny seeing this pop up punch on you, Tuesday. Punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's a good episode to put in because it's such an important part of the state, and we love sports. And you're talking about the Little League World Series last week, and you got so hype about Little League, about yeah. little, little baby sports, and I was like, ah, time for like not 
as baby, but still babyish sports. <laughs> well, amateurs. They're because they're, they're sometimes they, I think should, they be, should be paid. they should be paid big time. They should be paid. Should totally make be a lot paid. of money off these kids, especially in these kind of level of programs. Yep. You got a hundred thousand people spending money to come yep. in, and not all that. I mean, those are kept separate. So instead of it, instead of the budget being university, it's it's the university budget with the sports budget separate. Right. So it actually w- is a different fund. I will say, without the sports budget. Who knows if Penn State has seven national titles for women's volleyball? Probably not. Who knows if they have consecutive national titles in wrestling, mm-hmm. if their soccer team's competitive. Women's soccer is very competitive. Baseball's yeah. okay, I think. And and like I mentioned earlier, having a program diving. having a program that big means you're going to have eyes on, on the TV yeah. seeing that logo, and then I'm going to think say, about that when I go to apply for huh, colleges. That's really cool. I would love to sit in a stadium with hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Or even if football is not your thing. Or I would love to work at a college that has that right. kind of you that, know deep connection with the area yeah. with the students. You know, yeah, it's a lot of good, a lot of good professors. You you hear largest alumni network in the world. Yeah. Like oh that could that could help me out. Fuck Penn State though. Yeah. Fuck you. T for Temple U. T for. Uh, so terrible. So I think we're we're winding down here. Uh, do want to mention that we are on Spotify as well, as, as well as iTunes and Google. Woo! So we're basically everywhere you can find podcast. You can even, if you have an Alexa by Whis- you, whisper can, my name in the wind and you will hear us. You, you can whisper, Hey Alexa or whatever you would capture, say for that. Capture a butterfly. Whisper, play the young Commonwealth podcast. Release It'll it. do it. Yep. That's exactly what Bill said. But I'm a wizard. Just feel free to, feel free to spread the message. Give us, give us reviews on iTunes. Give us likes. Uh, follow us on social media. Send us emails. We love getting those emails. Yeah. Um, we're going to start doing this thing where if you send us a uh, topic idea, we're going to shout you out. You get a yeah. shout out on the podcast. Um, like you said, follow us on social media. You know, I think you can. You know where we're at by this point. You want the town name? Yeah, give me the town name. All right. This is Bumpville, PA. Bumpville? Bumpville. Bump, like B-U-M-P? B-U-M-P-V-I-L-L-E. Town for some bump. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Rome Township. Where's that? I have no idea. One eight eight five zero. So it's not that far away. That's Bumpville. Interesting. Uh, it is by. Oh, it's actually pretty far north. Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's like based, based in New York. Basically New York. Yeah, it's not too far from say or Athens. Bumpville. Yeah, Bumpville. Yeah. Um, nice. oh, just, I thought it felt like a little appropriate for like a bump and run <laughs> football or bump on the head because you uh, get CTE. That's that's. <laughs> It's such, are they known for anything, or is it just the like, cute little name? It's a cute little name. Do you know where it came from? So apparently it was named Some for bumping. a little bump, a little bump and grind. <laughs> uh, no, it's named for apparently it's named for a Revolutionary War soldier, Reuben Bumpus. Oh my God, what a name! What a name! That is that is terrible. <laughs> I feel so bad for the dude. Well, yeah. See, typically these names make me want to go visit. Not this one. I don't know if I'd want to drive. I don't think I want to go four and a half, five hours probably to go up there. Yeah, I just imagine it's like, welcome to Bumpville. We got ourselves a diner. Bang 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 bang. Hey, be nice. Bang 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 bang. If so, all right. So if if you're from Bumpville, listen to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, trust me. Northumberland and Sumber is not better. Yeah, send us an email and we'll go visit. I I want to I want to yeah we'll come check out your town and your waterfalls. If you have waterfalls, let us know what you got. Probably not. Maybe we'll do an episode on you. Let me let me yeah let's go. I want to see the mechanical garage and the and the. Sheets that you guys have, probably. Probably sheets. Probably <laughs> want to see the cars in the front yards, and the, <laughs> the toilets, toilets no, in the front, the, the, out, um, the outhouses. No, no, 
when I was at home not too long ago, there was a toilet with a gnome in somebody's front yard. (laughs) And I was just like, this is very central PA. That's high art. Yeah. Somebody was high. Well, well, on that note, um, I, I think I think we were basically done with the episode, right, Bill? Yeah, we're definitely done. We've gone on for a while. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us rant. I'm Bill. And I'm Anastas. Awesome. And we've been the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Have a nice day. Bye. So we're gonna now. Now we're gonna go to our reporter on the street, uh, Mr. Thomas Peterson, my younger brother. He's in State College at Beaver Stadium right now for the Appalachian State game. Hey, Tom, what's it like out there? Hey guys, you know the atmosphere is electric, and I'm not just talking about the overcast today. Uh, so what does that mean? Well, you know there were predicted thunderstorms, but they're not happening, so that's fantastic. And everyone's out and about. The RVs are out. It's Everyone's playing cornhole. It, it's just fantastic. Have you seen people playing stump? Stump? I have not seen stump today, no. What's, Can't say that. What's stump? What is that? You want to explain stump, Tom? Have you uh, uh, seen that since you uh, started it, living out there? Yeah, I've seen stump. Um, stump is where you take a stump, you have some nails and a hammer, you twist the hammer in your hand, you, you throw it and you catch it, and however you catch it, you got to hit the hammer with it. Uh-oh. you got to hit the nail. What the yeah. fuck? It's not it's much to do at Central Park. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> How's the uh, the drinking? The drinking, you know, I came to a tailgate. There were five cases of beer, and there's about three now. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. I'm proud of you. That's something else. Yeah. Um, how's, yeah. I mean, I started drinking last night, and I kept it going. So nice. You know, uh, a lot. There's a big crowd today. I know Overcast. It's only Appalachian State. Uh, actually, the crowd. There's a lot more people than I expected. They didn't start off as early as I did. Being an afternoon game, a lot of people were out last night. Uh, the town was absolutely electric. Downtown was crazy last night. Yeah, a lot of uh, chants, a lot of people in the streets. Yeah, people in the street, a lot of people at Champs. Yeah, I had uh, one, my roommate was at Champs last night and said it was amazing. Nice. Um, you hearing lots of We Are Penn State chants today? A lot of people walking by our tailgate just shouting, We Are Naturally, we respond, Penn State. Very, very cute. Very cute. Very nice. Um, what What are your uh, feelings on the team? What's, how are people feeling? Uh, a lot of people are looking really optimistic for this season. It, it's going to be a good season, according to the fans. <laughs> That's every season, right? Yeah. Too true, brother. Too true. All right, man. Thank you much for uh, taking time out of your fun to indulge us. And uh, go Penn State. Hey, thanks for having me. Go, we are. We are. Go Penn, Penn State. State, I guess. That's cool. Hey, Thomas, be, be careful out there and kick some Appalachian ass. You got it, honest sauce. Anything for you. <laughs> All right, buddy. We are. We are. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Thomas. That's uh, much appreciated. Yeah, well, so that's that's that's, that's, cool. that's our uh, our first uh, on-air uh, reporter scenario. Yeah. Well, that's and, what we uh, got now. We got reporters in the field. We might have reporters in the field and maybe some guests on phone for future episodes if this works out. Yeah. Well, um... On that note, on the second part two of this episode, yeah. I think I think we're going to wind down again. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Bill. And I'm Anastas. And we are... The Uncommonwealth Podcast. No, Penn State. Oh, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>